Well, welcome again to our Wednesday morning devotions. Thank you very much for joining with us. They do say that the older you get, the more you begin to look like your parents. Whether you feel good about that or not is a question that only you can answer. But family likeness, of course, is not something we can easily avoid without paying lots of lots of money for cosmetic surgery. A few years ago, my cousin walked into Queen's Road Baptist Church. He had all the family features, a bold patch, weasel features and hobbit dimensions. There was no doubt that we were related. Let's listen this morning again to John chapter 1, where we will be focusing mainly on verses 10 to 13. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So how could they have missed Jesus? Jesus came bearing the family likeness. So how come they didn't recognize him? He came to his own, and even they didn't receive him. How could that be? Well, I think it was all too easy. I guess we do it all the time. We look at someone and we say, gosh, they've changed so much. I didn't recognize them at first. We fail to recognize some, some, sometimes people because we didn't expect to see them in a certain place. I didn't expect to see you here. Things remained unrecognized because, of course, we assume that they will look very differently than what they actually do. Masks, of course, over these last 18 months or so have added to the difficulties of recognizing people. People often accuse God of being indifferent to their needs. John sets out in this prologue his introduction to his story of Jesus, the gospel, to remind us that actually the reverse is true. John wants to emphasize two things about God in Jesus. Firstly, that he's made all things. And secondly, that he comes to his creation. He enters into his created world. So clearly the effort is not lacking on God's side. The problem is not his. In a twist of irony, John wants to tell us that the one who made all things, the one who has come into his world, well, in verse 5 he says, it's not understood. In verse 10 he's not recognized. In verse 11 he's not received. So the problem, I think, is very much on our side and not God's side. And so John is telling us that the eternal power of God, his divine nature, is invested in creation. But people don't get it. They find it so difficult to see beyond the physical nature of creation. 
And of course, as Paul reminded us in Romans chapter 1 and verse 25, what happens is that people end up worshipping creation rather than the creator. Of all the electrical things we have in our house at home, the one I most love is, of course, the dishwasher. Luxury? Never. I absolutely love it. Sometimes when we've had people around for a meal and they've stayed so late that they've said good morning to the milkman on the way out, the dishwasher is there to save the morning. It starts doing what I would have to do otherwise. It would uh, save me time. It saves me the effort. I've no idea who made the dishwasher. I've no idea who the designer of the dishwasher is. It doesn't matter to me. I just switch it on and then I turns itself off. I can function perfectly well without knowing or acknowledging the inventor. That's, of course, until something goes wrong. Then I have to ask some serious questions about it. And life, I guess, is a little bit like that. We simply, at times, ignore God. We enjoy his creation, but we ignore the creator. A recent poll in the United Kingdom puts people's belief in God as a creator around 50%. More than half of our population every single day of their lives, and probably in reality it's much higher than that, see creation but ignore the creator. And of course that works for people as long as life is okay and things are going along well. But when things go wrong, then big questions have to be asked and faced. And of course that's God's dilemma. He's granted us free will. And of course people can exercise their independence from him and at one level, we are independent from him in our thinking. We can think our own thoughts. We can make up our own minds. We can build our lives around our own choices. And of course, that's the price that God has paid for real love and a real relationship with us. We can choose to love him. We can choose to acknowledge him. But the price that God pays is that we can also choose not to. And so John reminds us in verse 10, he came to his own, but he remained unrecognized. God has opened him up, himself up to that possibility. And of course, it's an inevitable consequence of real love and real relationships and real free will and choice. Lord, help us to recognize you today in our lives, in those around us, and in the world that you made. Help us to respond to your presence and to live with the awareness that you have come to us. Thank you that you have enabled us to be called children of God. In the name of Christ, the light of the world. Amen.